Welcome to the Faith Food Podcast. I'm your host Manu David. Jesus emphasized that man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. God's word does indeed provide us with all that we need. The word of God is food for our soul. We are to feed on it every single day. Come join me as I share with you biblical truths and treasures as we study the word of God together. Jesus said in the world you will have tribulation but take heart I have overcome the world As Christians we are not exempt from the trials and troubles of life and nor are we ensured an unchallenging journey So yes we all do feel the weight of worry from time to time Things we worry about are neither insignificant or inconsequential but it is a natural tendency for us as humans to worry and allow ourselves and our souls to be disquieted Worry can exist in our lives with alarming ease if we do not intentionally look to Jesus and what his word assures us of. And if all we are focusing on is that which is worrying us, it can further fuel our fear and drain our hope. So we must remind ourselves that our heavenly Father has our best intentions at heart and trust in his character and promises. So on today's episode we look at one such reminder in scripture of god's magnificent provision in first kings chapter 17 verses 7 to 24 we read the story of prophet elijah and the widow at zarephath at the beginning of the chapter we read that elijah brings word about the drought on the land which was divine judgment on the nation for turning to idolatry God then withdraws Elijah from the land and tells him to hide in the ravine near the Jordan. Here we read how he was sustained by food brought to him by ravens and has water from the brook. The brook eventually dries up and the Lord instructs Elijah to go and stay with the widow. Now this story it begins with God providing food and a place for Elijah through the widow. But we get to see his ultimate provision to the widow. Now God says to Elijah in verse 9, "Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food." Now in a time when food was scarce because of the drought, God sends Elijah to stay with the widow. A poor widow is not someone you would automatically look to for help in times of need. Living in a patriarchal society as was then, it compounded widows with a diminished ability to meet financial needs and were usually uh dependent on others for their survival if they did not have any family and she was not a wealthy widow but she was a widow who was facing starvation now this is such a beautiful reminder for us that god is our ultimate provider now his tools of provision can be different in this case it was via a widow in the middle of a real drought a reminder to never overlook or underestimate what the lord can use in our lives to meet the needs of others and what he can use around us or through others to make way for a provision in our own lives now in verse 9 god tells elijah that he commanded the widow to supply him with food now in the chapter as you read the entire chapter in 70 1 king 17 you see that there is no mention of god appearing to the widow or through other means giving instructions to her to do so 
I understand it is God working in her heart and readying her to be willing and open to supplying food for Elijah. God was about to change her life when she meets Elijah and she was not yet aware of it. This is again such a wonderful reminder for us that God is working for us. Even when we do not see it or know it, he is working on our behalf to provide for us, to reveal more of himself to us, to grow us in our faith and trust. He is working indeed. When the widow meets Elijah, she was going to cook her last meal with the little she had for herself and her son and then die. She says, um, you know, that she just has a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. She is gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for herself and my son. And then we are going to eat it and die. So Elijah tells her, when he first sees her, Elijah says, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And it says, as she was going to get it, he called and says, and please bring me a piece of bread. Now just let's notice one thing, that the verse says that she was going to get it, that is water for Elijah. Now for a woman facing her last days, and especially as a mother, to know that she will be seeing her child starve, it was interesting to notice that even with that overwhelming reality, she was willing to look beyond her despair and give a helping hand to Elijah. How many of us can say the same when we are facing a tunnel of despair? She also could have used an excuse and said, I do not have anything to give you to eat. She did not have to reveal that she had a bit of flour in a jug and a bit of oil left. But she was honest with what she had and that made a difference. We continue to read in verse 13 and 14, Elijah says, First make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. Isn't that surprising to read that just when she mentions how little she had, Elijah tells her to make a small cake of bread and bring it to him and then go and make something for herself and her son. The miracle was not right away. Now for her to experience this miracle from the Lord, she had to do something first. And what was that? It was trusting in God's word and his promise of provision. There required an element of surrender, of obedience, to give her all and place her trust in God to truly and fully experience his provision in a miraculous way. Her obedience and trust were not only to be within, but also substantiated with her actions. The making of the bread with the little she had and giving it to Elijah was that action that she needed to follow through with her words. She does as Elijah tells her, and the jar of flour and the jug of oil, they do not run empty. There is enough every day for Elijah, the woman and her son. Notice that she does not get large amounts of flour and oil, like she didn't get it at one go. But every day when she uses what is in those jars to cook, there was just enough for that day. It was like cooking their last meal every day and she had to choose to trust in the Lord, being faithful in providing for them every single day. What did this do? It caused her to seek and rely on God every day and cultivate a daily relationship with Him. You know, that is powerful. That is so powerful. Because when God provides for us in a physical way or with our material needs, He also looks beyond to what we need in our heart, in our soul. Now let's read on. In in verse 17 and 18, we read, Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. 
He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Now with Elijah, a man of God staying in a home, you know, we can assume that she would have seen and felt God in him, in his actions and his words, heard from him, had conversations with him about God and could really feel God in, in Elijah. Now remember that this is a pagan woman. Her standards of sin and what is right would be quite different from God's and what Elijah thinks. So this time with Elijah, did it make her more aware of the way she led her life or more aware of the sin in her life? Now, she probably views it through a lens of punishment, probably influenced by her pagan beliefs rather than turning to God with repentance and seeking forgiveness. Now, Elijah prays over her son and he says, Oh Lord, let this boy's life return to him. The boy is restored to life. And in verse 24, uh, we read the woman say to Elijah, No, I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your, from your mouth is the truth. Her confession is reflective of knowing in an experiential way who God truly is. Now she heard it through Elijah. She did experience the miracle, the miracle of provision. But experiencing her son being restored to life, being healed, was truly groundbreaking for her. And it changed something within her. Her eyes were open to God who holds all life in his hands, his forgiveness and a hope in him that cannot be found anywhere else. Now for a widow at that time to lose her son, the one source of her security in life, God shows her that he is indeed her true source of security. God not only provided for her temporal needs, but also provided for her within her spirit, only the which God can fulfill. Now from the great needs of our soul, to our daily needs. God sees and he provides. He truly is our Jehovah Jireh. We see him provide for Elijah, a man of great faith, and we see him provide for a widow who did not know him yet and she was just beginning to know about him and she placed her trust in him. What a wonderful God we serve. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I look forward to next time. I pray that you have a blessed week ahead and may all that we do bring God glory and honor.